Hello and welcome to this Isis Energy podcast. This is the second podcast in a series that we're running at the moment, looking at the changing electricity mix around Europe. This week we'll be looking at gas fire generation, uh, which pl- tends to play a big role uh, in the European mix, and is uh, and there are some changes that could be coming up regarding that. In particular, we'll be looking at the UK market, um, as that is where some of those initial changes have been taking place. My name's Ben Lee, and I look at uh, energy markets at ISIS, and here with me today is Henry, who is our specialist in the UK power market. Um, so he can give us a bit of a perspective about uh, what's been going on there. Yeah, so Ben, in the uh, in the last 12 months, we've seen a, a greater shift towards uh, gas-fired generation away from coal. Um, previously, it was very much a seasonal shift where you'd have coal um, dominating the energy mix during winter and then during summer maintenance you'd have gas playing a bigger role but over the last 12 months we've seen uh, the economics change quite drastically and gas-fired generation has taken a larger share in the mix overall um, during last winter as well and I spoke to uh, Jonathan Gaventa who is a a consultant with uh, E3G about uh, the reasons for this. Part of the reason that that gas is running before coal is the carbon price floor, uh, which has been frozen at its current level, but uh, but seems to be at that level sufficient um, for for the, for the moment. Um, but of course, we're we're seeing um, gas being relatively cheap compared to where it was in uh, in recent years. Um, so if there was a big shift in commodity prices, we'd be a little bit vulnerable there, I suppose. So Henry, one of the things that Jonathan mentioned there was the carbon price floor. Could you explain what that is uh, and why it was introduced by the UK government? Yeah, so the carbon price floor was introduced by uh, the UK's Chancellor, George Osborne, back in 2013 uh, in order to top up the tax paid by UK emitters of carbon dioxide through the EU's emissions trading system. Um, And this was designed with the power sector primarily in mind in order to promote a shift change away from coal-fired generation to less carbon intensive forms of generation including renewables and gas. And the rate has doubled on a yearly basis since it was introduced in 2013 um, and reached 18 pounds per tonne of CO2 at the start of April 2015. And up to up to April 2015, um, the rate had really done little to alter the nature of the generation stack. Um, however, since the rates increased in April 2015, that combined with lower gas prices has allowed gas-fired generation to become more profitable than, than coal plant. Um, something else he mentioned there is uh, falling gas prices. Um, what's the story been there? Yep, so we've seen quite a stark decline in gas prices um, at Britain's MVP uh, markets. Um, and this has really been a, the, the second uh, principal driver behind the switch from, from coal to gas. Um, and this has been prompted really by a series of mild winters which has left quite a lot of gas in, in storage um, and pressured forward prices um, but we've also seen an increase in supply sources notably uh, with more LNG coming into, into Europe and th- this has really had a, um, an equally depressive impact on prices. Those factors seem to have had quite an impact there. Um, going forward what can we expect? Um, is this likely to remain the status quo or can we expect changes? Yeah, I think looking looking ahead, the, the trend that we've seen for the last six months is likely to continue um, over the next um, few years, um, simply bef- 
because the the carbon price floor that I talked about earlier, um, the level that it's at at, at the moment is uh, set to remain like that until the end of 2021. Um, so that is going to see um, the economics stack firmly in favour of gas-fired generation over coal. Um, the outlook for gas prices as well. I think most commentators believe that there's there's further downside there in the gas markets. There's plentiful supply. In, in, in global gas markets at the moment. Um, and I think the third factor that could come into play, potentially swing it back in favour of coal, um, is the fact that the UK has brought forward its capacity remuneration mechanism by one year to the start of winter se- 2017 um, in order to halt the tide of recent coal plant closures um, that have seriously threatened the UK's supply security. So just to jump in there, uh, what is that exactly? So the uh, capacity remuneration mechanism is a um, policy by the UK government um, to ensure that plants get an extra stream of revenue um, than the one that they receive in the the wholesale market. Um, And the reason why this was brought in is because there was serious concern that low wholesale prices were forcing um, thermal plants out of the market. Um, And it's reached the point now where our surplus capacity margins are, are very tight um, and the government needed to bring forward the policy from 2018 to 2017. While this is likely to have its desired effect in keeping coal plants online, it will not necessarily lead to a reversal of the current trend and an increase in the running hours of coal plants, according to Jonathan. OK, so that's the UK picture. Regarding wider Europe um, and what changes we can expect to see there regarding gas-fired generation... Uh, this is what Jonathan had to say. I think there's, there's a number of countries in which uh, we could see a, a faster closure of coal plants than, than previously expected. And the pressure is picking up on, on, on Germany, for, for example. Uh, it's a very live issue in the Netherlands and, uh, and a, a number of other countries. Uh, if that were to happen, you could see some, some short-term um, pickup in terms of gas demand and, uh, and demand for gas power generation. With us here is uh, another ISIS reporter who specialises in some mainland European markets, including Germany and France, um, Lara Rouse. So thanks for joining us, Lara. Based on what Jonathan has just said there, uh, what sort of prospect is there for gas-fired generation maybe having to step in a bit more on some of Europe's largest, uh, some of Europe's largest gas mar- uh, power markets, such as Germany? Uh, I think we will have uh, more clarity in Germany about the matter later this year. In Germany, there are currently discussions about the possible coal phase-out. Uh, these discussions are in the context of, context of Germany's 2050 Climate Action Plan, which the government uh, hopes to approve uh, before its summer break. Uh, Germany's Environment Ministry has indicated they think it's realistic to phase-out uh, coal power in Germany even well before 2050. But the Economic Affairs Ministry has, on the other hand, indicated, at least the Economy Minister has uh, indicated that he is not in favour of any uh, set deadlines for a coal phase-out. But definitely uh, Germany uh, wants to reduce its emissions in coming years. There are likely to be measures uh, that affect especially lignite-fired capacity in coming years. which could put uh, gas fire generation in a better position than it currently is. But without such measures, uh, market sources have told me that uh, gas fire generation has uh, 
little chance of becoming uh, widely more profitable than coal in Germany in the foreseeable future. I see, yeah. So the financial incentive on its own isn't there to run gas-fired generation in Germany at the moment. Sounds like there are a few policy measures there which could uh, increase gas-fired generation, but I think we'll be needing um, a lot more, uh, a lot I think we'll be needing many more um, policy measures from the German government for that to happen. It sounds like it's a case of watch this space. Bring it back to the UK then. Henry, how, how has the use of gas plants changed recently? And um, how can we expect their use to change going forward? So yes, as I was saying earlier, really the, 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 the switch that we've seen in the last 12 months has me meant that gas-fired generation has taken on more of a baseload role in our generation mix. Um, and this has seen higher, higher consumption, really. Um, and going forward over the next couple of years, I think we can expect to see something similar with the amount of coal plant closures. But I think if you're looking ahead to the 2020s and beyond, when we'll have a new tranche of on offshore wind um, getting built, um, we'll have hopefully our new generation of nuclear plants um, operating from 2025 onwards. I think you'll see gas-fired generation retreating more to the role it's fulfilled in the early part of this decade as a, as a flexible fuel um, used during peak hours um, and really making the most of profit opportunities um, at um, times of supply scarcity. It sounds like there are changes ahead uh, for gas-fired generation in Europe as there have been uh, in recent years. Um, in some countries, with, such as the UK, we've seen gas become a much more prominent fuel uh, in the mix due to a combination of policy and uh, commodity price factors. Uh, whether this will translate to Europe, the rest of Europe, remains to be seen, but it is an issue which we will be following closely at ISIS. So if you'd like more information, check out ISIS.com. And if you'd like to find out about more uh, generation types, we'll be running more podcasts in this series on that um, going forward.